Looks like we hit the panic button just on time to wake the Wolfpack baseball team up. And we're going to talk about how Vegas is giving away free money. All you got to do is bet on NC State. That's hyperbole. It's not really free money. We'll get into all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Uh, you might have noticed that is a little bit of a longer intro. Uh, we got it updated to match the name of the podcast, Locked on Wolfpack. That is what we are. I'm Grayson Boone. This is Kenton Gibbs. And thank you for making Locked on Wolfpack your first listen each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And uh, Kenton, if you would have bet on the NC State Wolfpack to pull out that series at Notre Dame, you would have won some money. You would have won some money. Now, in hindsight, I don't know if I would have made that bet from what we saw on Thursday evening. Um, Just a quick recap as we talked about this on Friday's show. Blew another late lead in the opening game on the road at Notre Dame. And so the clock was about 11.59 and probably 57 seconds on the Pac-9 season. But we were able to pull out both games two and three on the road against Notre Dame for a little bit more breathing room. So, Ken, what are your initial thoughts for pulling off this series win at Notre Dame? You know, this was a series that we had to have and we got. Okay, so a win is a win is a win. Um, but also, we need to dar- we need to talk bad about this team more. We need to talk bad about this team more. We need to give them the nobody believes in you. Everybody thinks you stink and that you're ugly and that your socks don't match and that your hairline is uneven. We need to tell them all the bad things before these games because the minute that everybody's like, all right, we're, we're pushing the pedal button and heads need to roll. They said, all right, okay, we'll go ahead and win a series for you. So, you know, there was a, a disappointing letdown in game one, but I mean – Two and three were complete dominations from start to finish. And our pitching absolutely shut the door, but it was also assisted by, and I know y'all won't believe this, great fielding in the last two games. I, Wow, what a time. I'd be curious to know if Avent gave them the uh, no one believes in you speech following game one because they came out and played like it in games two and three. Just like you mentioned, excellent starting pitching for both Matt Willinson in game two and Sam Highfill in game three, both of those wins kind of had the same type of storyline in that we got a little bit of early offense, and then the starting pitcher kind of took it from there. Uh, in game two, we won by a score of five to one. Gino Groover provided the early offense in that one. Solo home run in the top of the first, two-out RBI double in the top of the third, and then Matt Willison kind of took it from there. He, he went six and two-thirds innings, scattered six hits, and tied his season high in nine strikeouts. And that was the exact kind of performance you needed from a pitcher like Matt Willitson. This is one of your most experienced guys on the roster, probably him and Sam Highfoil, uh, who threw in game three. But big-time players make big-time performances, and that's exactly what we got in game two 
from Matt Willitson. And then summing up game three, like I mentioned, Sam Highfield got the start in game three. I guess he's officially back in a starting role, uh, something we've kind of hemmed and hawed about as the season has rolled on. But Sam Highfield was great in uh, in game three. He went five innings, scattered three hits, had four strikeouts, just went on cruise control. Notre Dame had no answer uh, for Sam throughout probably, well, yeah, it was well over half of uh, game three. But Dom Fritton came in and provided the other half uh, in relief, four innings of relief, which is kind of crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's the kind of pitcher that Dom Fritton is. He has been nails this year. Uh, we're going to look past his blemish at the end of game one, because game three was a tremendous performance out of the bullpen, shutting down Notre Dame. And, you know, when you come out and you allow them just one run in game two and one run in game three, you got to feel pretty good about your chances to walk away with the series dub. And, you know, I, I'm going to talk about this guy. Y'all know how much I love him. Y'all know I love me some Dom. I miss some, uh, some Dom Fritton on this show. Y'all know I love me some Dom Fritton on this show. With that being said, yeah, he let out a, a, a two-run blip that you don't want to see, sure. But all in all, you can't say. If you weigh that against what he's done, the positive this year, he's been a net positive by a mile. I mean, four innings of relief in college baseball, really, even in MLB, that would be kind of absurd. Like, it is, yeah. You just you don't see that. And then, to, to take it a step further here, he's a freshman. He made a freshman mistake. Left the bad one hanging over the plate. Congratulations. That thing packing the mail is gone. But guess what? How many other freshmen in the country would you trust? No outs, bases loaded. Bases as juiced as Barry Bonds in 08. And you sitting here saying, well, well, did he just shut the door and not allow a single run? Not not, not allowing a hit. Because somebody could have did a sack fly or something. Got something in the air. And no, it's not a hit, but you got yourself a sack. You got yourself a run score. Nothing. Zilch, nada. And for him to come in this game, what do you allow? One hit? One or two hits? In two hits in four innings. Two hits in four innings. The boy is nasty. He's downright. And, and, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. If he continues on this path, boy, I'll tell you. NC State's got something special on their hands here. And I know that the the, the, the show got to be called. They got to be itching to get their hands on a guy like him who, at the end of the day, he misses. He not only misses barrels. The man misses bats altogether. You understand? He when he's rolling, he's doing it at a high level. But also, Gino Groover has been phenomenal as always. He he continues to be phenomenal. He makes. He's the type of leader that says, "If y'all don't know which way to go, I'll make it easy. Come on with me, and I'll take you to the promised land." And the team followed him. They got to the promised land this series. You know, it's something interesting you mentioned. I think the list of freshmen that would get another opportunity that quickly. So. Blowing a lead in game one, the list of freshmen that would get run right back out there in a pivotal spot in game three, I think is extremely short in that he might be the only guy on it. The trust that Avent has in Dom Fritton that's been rightfully earned um, throughout the season is quite remarkable, uh, you know, just coming from a freshman who's been a starter for most of the year. He's been excellent, now kind of transitioning back into a bullpen role. Um, I guess trading spaces with Sam Highfield, but it's working. It's been working. So, you know, hats off to Elliot Avent. He's been getting a lot of a lot of heat recently. Um, I think we'll save that for another show because that is something I want to talk about. But great win on the road. It was much needed, and you got to keep this rolling. You have a another midweek 
Uh, on Tuesday, when you're listening to this, Tuesday we play Richmond, point blank period. They're inferior. We should win. End of story. Right. And then we have uh, the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill, um, kind of who who wants it more type series because they they uh, they've had their own kind of struggles and they're looking for a series win here late in the uh, late in the college baseball season. So we're gonna look for NC State. Can they get back on a hot? You know, there's a there's a theory called the hot cold hot theory. If Notre if this win over Notre Dame is the the second hot of the season. What better time than now? So right. we're going to look to uh, to keep this thing rolling with the Pack 9 Hopefully another good week to compound on what they just built from last week. Um, but yeah, ultimately, you bought yourself a little bit more time. But like Kenton mentioned, maybe we should be hitting the panic button uh, you know, right. to get some reverse psychology going. Because, hey, if it works, it works. It, it, it's only weird if it doesn't work. So yeah. we're going we're gonna to look to keep that thing going. Uh, in just a minute, we're going to transition into some football talk. But first, a word from our sponsor, FanDuel. you got to make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Yes, that's right, $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So if you want to bet on Jimmy Buckets to close out the New York Knicks or if LeBron can pull off the upset over the Golden State Warriors, Get over to FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. So transitioning into football talk. And uh, I, I guess it's kind of ironic that this storyline is coming from um, not our sports betting partner. This is from DraftKings. Uh, no free advertisements, by the way. No. DraftKings put this out. I believe it was on Friday. Um, their their preseason ACC expected win over unders uh, in football, and they had NC State at a very interesting six and a half. Um, my my initial thoughts are, what six yeah. and a half? Yeah. I, I feel disrespected, and I think that's a very mm-hmm. NC State stance to have on this, but six and a half feels kind of embarrassingly low. What are your thoughts, Ken? Somebody play the Fabo because I'm geeked up. I'm excited. <laughs> I am elated about getting six and a half as our under over. Grayson, do you remember the last time we had six and a half as our under over? Was it, was it 2021? Yes, sir. It was exactly 2021. Do you remember what the Wolfpack's final record was in 2021? Uh, I believe it was nine and three with an asterisk because I think we would have had 10. Well, I mean, the best predictor of future behaviors is the past and then the past that season. So for the 2021 season, for those of you who don't remember, that was the year that the bowl game against UCLA got canceled. Now, why is that important? Well, NC State has never, fun fact, NC State has never won exactly 10 games uh, in program history, I believe. We won more than once. 10 before. Oh, once, once. We it's have. a Philip Rivers year. Uh, okay, I know we won 11 games once, but I didn't know we won 10. But anywho, well, this was going to be one of the few times where we got over 10 wins. And do you want to know why I'm telling you I know that? Because UCLA had not beaten a single team with a winning record all year. All year, not a single one. 
So with that being said, where am I going with this? The last time we came in, oh man, you know, they were really bad last year. And it was, it was a toss up between uh, who was going to be quarterback and nobody really looked all that good. And then eh, we're not sure. And we popped out with nine wins, which should have been 10. I am telling you right now, this, all of these NC State teams, we saw it with our baseball team. You got to tell them that they ain't about nothing before they start playing like they about something. Football team is the same way. We got to tell them, hey, Brennan Armstrong, they said you ain't got it no more. They said you're washed up. They said that the, 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 the rocket arm ginger lefty is done. That's what they said. That's just what the streets say. They're not me. This is the streets. That's what you got to tell them in order to get them the player. You got to tell them, hey, Peyton, man, I – they saying that you can't stay healthy, brother. They saying that you can't stay on the field to save your life. I'm, I'm just telling you what the word on the street is. Hey, David Van, they saying that y'all can't get enough of a pass rush with three guys. Y'all got to bring the house to get home. I'm just, Aiden White, they said you was a one-year wonder. Good brother. They, that, that, I'm just telling you what they tell the receiving court. They said there's a bunch of nobodies going on in there. So I'm just telling y'all what they're telling me. Six and a half, very doable, easily for the pack. I think over the years we have found that when you get when you put a chip on the shoulder of a Dave Dorn team, they're going to overperform. And you know, going back to even 2020, um, after the abysmal year that was 2019 for NC State with all the injuries, and uh, I think that was Leary's freshman freshman year, so he was still coming onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Didn't really have a whole lot of anything to stand on quite yet, and so. 2020, the expectations were low. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe we made out with eight wins that year as well, maybe even nine. So we've we've had this history of being undervalued in the preseason, and it's the preseason anyway. What matters is what happens on the uh, the weekends in the fall. But when typically when NC State gets looked at in a light that you know you don't expect much, that's when you get the most. Out of, out of NC State football. I think it's um, local journalist here, Joe Giglio in Raleigh. I think it's I think he's the one that kind of coined that. He says, with NC State athletics, not just football, but athletics, whenever you expect the least, that is when you get the most. And so we could be looking at another situation here where the, the country doubts us. You know, we got a lot of new pieces, got a lot of you know, new coaches, new coordinators, new quarterbacks. We don't quite know what we're going to look like uh, when we run out of the tunnel on September 2nd up at UConn, but I think we we have so much talent that six and a half feels, it almost feels like a slap in the face, to be honest with you, because we, you know, are we a powerhouse of football? No, but we've been building this reputation these past probably three, four, five years that we're becoming a model of success. We're becoming a model of eight to nine wins consistently. And so I don't quite understand where they're getting a line of six and a half from. I think we have so much talent on both sides of the ball that for six and a half, whether that is six or seven, I think not only is that a failure of a season, but things have to go horrendously bad to achieve either one of those, you know, unexpected win totals. I think, I mean, for me personally, I think the floor is eight. For this team, I think they're absolutely talented to go eight and above. So six and a half is interesting to uh, to open at, uh, to say the least. 
You said it's a slap in the face. Well, I need this team to be John Henderson. For those of you who don't remember, <laughs> John Henderson was a big defensive tackle out of the University of Tennessee. He played for the Jaguars for many years. And every game before the game, he needed to be slapped in the face until his mouth bled in order to play his best football. I need this team to be John Henderson. And let me tell you why. You said that the floor for this team is eight. If this team loses more than seven, if they don't get to this under over of seven, I would feel like it's time for some heads to roll. And I know that people are thinking, well, Ken, you normally don't call for coaches' heads. What would you mean? Let's look at this schedule one by one, shall we? Because you talked about how much turnover and difference there's been with NC State. So let's not even talk about talent. Just turnover and difference in terms of the teams that we're playing with head coach, offensive coordinator, quarterback. All right, at UConn, you got all three back, I believe, but their quarterback was very mid, to say the least, last year. They kind of surged at the end of that year last year. I think they ended up making a bowl game. Yeah, they but, did. I mean, they did. Mm-hmm. That's NC State should not be losing to UConn in football. Sorry. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then you've got Notre Dame on the docket. Notre Dame has a new, actually, I believe their offensive coordinator went down to Bama, if I'm not incorrect, and they have a new quarterback. And Sam Hartman, while it's an upgrade, he's still new. He does not have a ton of time in that uh, in that scheme. Then you got VMI. It's VMI. We should be able to do what we need to there. Virginia has a new quarterback. You've got Louisville, who has a new quarterback. Marshall, I'm not sure their quarterback situation. I don't want to lie. Duke is keeping Riley Leonard, of course. Clemson, last year their starter was who? Big Cinco. K. Klubnik will be the starter going forward. Miami, they bought back all three, I believe. Wake Forest. Obviously, we just talked about Sam Hartman no longer being there, so I don't feel like there's any discussion there. Virginia Tech, if you're worried about Wells, I feel sorry for you. And then you've got the boys in Baby Blue who are bringing back a potential top 10 draft pick. So with all that being said, I described, what, three situations at the quarterback position where you're like, mm, that's that's that may be a little tough. That could be a little bit of a problem for you. All the rest are in turmoil, disarray, or the team overall is like, mm, I'm – I should be a little worried, but I'm not. I want to be, but I can't be. So with that being said, again, more than seven losses. I mean, more than uh, less than, yes, more than seven losses or um, less than seven wins, really. That means that you have to lose to uh, either a UConn or a VMI or a Virginia or a Marshall or a, a Wake Forest or a Virginia Tech. And you have to lose to multiple of those teams as well. Like, you can't just win all the rest and lose to one of those teams and you're at six wins. No, you need to lose to multiple of those teams, which at that point, somebody needs to go. Something interesting you just mentioned with all the teams that are, you know, their quarterback situation is kind of up in the air. I mean, ours is as well because we do have a quarterback battle going on. But because I expect uh, Brennan Armstrong to come out of that quarterback battle, you look at us in comparison to all these other teams, you're going to run out a quarterback with, what, four years of experience, five years of experience? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you could argue that he only had one good year, but guess who his uh, offensive coordinator was that Robert one, I. I guess, quote-unquote, good year? Now we have him in mm-hmm. Raleigh. you got to think that that alone to, I guess, put the key back in the ignition – of the offense here. I mean, Virginia, I don't see them keeping up with us. VMI, of course not. UConn, of course not. I think Virginia Tech, 
I don't see them having anything for us. Wake Forest, I think we should handle business. Is that five wins already right there? Yeah, yeah. For for the line to be six and a half, I think we're going to comfortably clear that bar. And like and I we, mentioned, with the, the floor being eight, I just rattled off five right there. And then you got to figure your dog fights of the season are going to be Clemson, probably Miami, uh, UNC, probably Duke, maybe some Louisville. You're going to have a lot of good quality games, but I think you got five, maybe six gimmies. And yeah. so for the line to be six and a half, I don't think I'm worried about that. I, I will be hammering the over. Absolutely. One of my friends who is a uh, – he's a guy that dabbles in sports bet a lot. He said, Ken, they did it again. I said, they did what again? He said, they put NC State at six and a half. I said, well, brother, I made you money last time. Go on and put some more money down. I'm not saying that you need to rename your son Dave or Ken. You know what I mean? If if, if you make some more money off this. But I, uh, your firstborn, you know, I'm not saying, but I'm saying, you know, just think about it. But seriously – this is this feels like a, a very safe bet. And Vegas don't give away free money, but they do have some bets that are head scratchers, and this is one of them. It feels like some free money, to say the absolute least. Feels like it. We're going to round this thing out in just a second after our quick, quick word from our sponsors. All right. So in summary here, uh, we did have a, a previous episode where we kind of went game by game mm-hmm. of the upcoming NC State schedule in football. But yeah, I mean, to to look at this schedule and again, like it's anything can happen on college football Saturdays. So I'm not writing off these teams that I said that we should beat. But the reality of the situation is we should beat them. UConn, we should beat them. VMI, Virginia probably Louisville. I think they might, uh, you know, they might put up a decent fight. I think they're going to be a good team uh, shortly. I don't know if they'll put it all together this year, but Marshall, you know, they have upset capabilities, but I think we should handle business. Duke is a good team. They're on the uprise. So that's going to be a dog fight. But again, Virginia tech, we should steamroll them. You know, the only reason we didn't last year is because we're unveiling the MJ Morris experience you know unfortunately it was so late in the year but yeah wake forest they have a lot to replace i just to to avoid rambling here there's just so many easily not easily winnable games i'll leave it there they're winnable games that i think we're gonna handle uh without much problem well we already talked about this and this is gonna be my last word on it we gotta slap this wolfpack team in the face to get them going hey brennan you're washed MJ, they said you're a backup. They said they don't know what you can do. <laughs> Backfield, they said without Demi, nothing special is back there. I, I'm just I'm just telling you what they told me. They said there's nothing special going on in the backfield. Linebacking court, they said you lost too much, entirely too much. Yeah, you can't be nothing special. Secondary, they said that it was a one-year one wonder for all y'all and that y'all lost too much too. What are you going to do about it? This under-over says that Vegas don't believe in you. And they say that the house always wins. Are y'all going to let the house win this time? It's up to y'all. Yeah. I mean, if if we have to motivate them here because it's for some reason it's working in baseball, at least it did for a weekend, then yeah, sure. We can we can reverse psychology this thing. Maybe they will underperform. You never know. But, hey, if that's what it takes, we'll do whatever we got to do to get this Wolfpack team on track this season. But, uh, I mean, final thoughts, Kenton. I think you already had yours. I, I mean, I echo the same thing. I think we're too talented to to fall below or to fall at or below six and a half wins, but 
you know, I, I I'm excited at the opportunity for them to prove the odds makers wrong. Uh, and that, that's exactly what I think they will do. So rounding this thing out, thank you again all for coming and give us giving us another listen here, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us, uh, wherever that may be on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, we, we've now added Sirius XM app to the rotation. So if you're finding us on there as well, hello, happy to have you. Um, but a lot of exciting new things here for Locked on Wolfpack. But that'll do it for today. Uh, we'll be excited to have you again tomorrow. I have a pretty interesting idea I want to discuss tomorrow. But until then, thank you and go back. Go back. You are Locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.